welcome to IDD Get to Know Me, a mental health podcast where nothing is off the table. Wait, what does IDD mean? IDD stands for Intellectual and Developmental Disabilities. You will hear from us, people with IDD, and experts on topics that are important to us and our mental health. I'm your host, Victor. And I'm Daniel. On this week's episode of IDD Get to Know Me, we welcome Alex and Courtney. Alex and Courtney are self-advocates who have been working alongside Dr. Jonathan Wise at York University and Dr. Yona Lunsky at CAMATE in developing the Mental Health Literacy Guide for Autism. This guide was written by the Autism Mental Health Literacy Project, AMHELP Group. Over 20 autistic advisors supported this project alongside the research team. Uh, Today we will talk to Alex and Courtney about their experience being involved in the project and what is so important about this mental health literacy guide. Great to have you both here. How are you? I'm great. Happy it's Friday. I'm doing very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. Thank you both for, for joining us. So, in every episode, we have an icebreaker for each of our guests. This week's icebreaker is, what's one thing people would be surprised about you? Do you want to go first, Alex, or do you want me to go first? Uh, you can go ahead first. Okay. My... One thing that people would be surprised to learn about me is I've swum with sharks. Okay, that's hard to top. <laughs> and how about you, Alex? It's kind of hard to say. I'm very much an open book. There's not a lot of things to be surprised about. Um, most people, you know, they kind of, what you see is what you get with me. But I guess um, if I have to pick one, thing it's um but i'm actually very religious okay interesting very cool so i actually so what people would be surprised to know about me is i actually play the harmonica really well excellent excellent he kind of stole so my thunder. I was going to say that um, I was going to say that I play guitar, but you kind of stole that from me. Um, uh, I have. Hey, maybe um, we can start a band. <laughs> um, I I guess I would say uh, for myself, uh, I have uh, three dogs and two cats, and am always in the mood for uh, adding to the family, so to speak. So what you're saying is you have a whole zoo in your house. Pretty much. All right. Yeah. So I think it's a good place to start this conversation. 
about what is mental health literacy and why does it need a guide? Mental health literacy, I guess if I was to try to put it as concisely as possible, I think uh, mental health literacy is the knowledge and skills that can enable and empower people to access and understand the many factors that can impact their and others' mental health. Why does it need a guide? Well, a lot of the times in the world of autism, especially when it comes to autism and adults, it's very tough to find good information because it can just be hard to find or it just plain or it just may not exist. I could tell you earlier this week for another project that I'm involved with, I was asked to quickly see if I could find some demographic stats about ASD adults with ASD in Canada. And after a Google search looking using the search words such as autism stats in Canada or ASD and adult demographics in Canada, I wasn't able to find a single thing on Google just just by looking. So that just gives you a little bit of a quick idea of how tough it can be to find information related to ASD and adults. And as far as we know, the Autism Mental Health Literacy Guide that we have helped to create is the first of its kind in Canada in the world that was that where autistic adults were involved in the creation of it and that it's also tailored for them as well. So, I mean, it's a it's a good question, you know, why do we need this and what does it mean? Um, I think for the longest time, the field of autism has been very much dominated by one kind of voice, that is to say, uh, a non-autistic voice. Um, and so to have a guide directed by, uh, or not directed by, but uh, largely built by um, autistic people, um, to have that involvement uh, of people with lived experiences is going to greatly improve the accuracy of the information, its usefulness. Um, you know, when I when I was writing uh, and editing and looking at you know what we what we had in the guide, uh, my top priority was to put myself in my own shoes. You know. Um, and and the shoes of other people on the spectrum who i know and who who have struggled with mental health um and and trying to think of okay would this information benefit me would this information benefit other people um and and having that lived experience actually allows me to know okay this is helpful this is not helpful for someone who's not autistic you know we have this issue called the double empathy problem where neurotypical people have an easier time understanding each other than they do autistic people and autistic people have an, an easier time understanding each other than they do neurotypical people um and so it kind of creates this this double blindness and um 
for the longest time, you know, we we believed that it was just an issue on the autistic person's end, but we now understand that it goes both ways. And so to have autistic perspectives be involved in creating this guide means that we can minimize that issue and ensure that this guide can actually be useful. It's the first of its kind, like Courtney said, and um, hopefully it will not be the last of its kind, and hopefully it will be used to create a ton of other resources, not just here in Canada, but around the world. So what drove you alongside the other sub-advocates to write this guide? Well, I was interested in learning more about autism and mental health. I had first heard about the autism and mental health connection back when I worked as a summer student a few years ago at the Public Health Agency of Canada. So I felt that this guide was an opportunity to explore this topic more in depth than I had been able to as a summer student. And I also felt that this guide could be a concrete deliverable that could also benefit society at large because what it can do is that it can have more people in general be knowledgeable about various aspects of mental health and autism and how those interact with each other. So for me, um, it was you know, a, a lot of my work. Um, I my Most of the work that I do outside of my day job uh, is based around advocacy. Um, and And so this kind of really ties back to that, um, you know, part of the reason that I do what I do is you know, growing up, I did not have anyone to look up to who was like me. I did not have autistic role models, you know, other than like just random people from like who, who like everyone knew, like Temple Grandin. You know, I didn't really have anyone in my life personally who understood what I was going through. Um, and so that is primarily what inspired me to get into the work that I do. And so when this opportunity presented itself, um, you know, I, I realized this could help close that gap more. You know, my my goal, I think, and the goal of this literacy guide is to make sure that autistic voices are heard and that they are better equipped to work through challenges. And so really it, it comes down to, I guess you could call it altruism. Um, but also just lived experience of, of not having grown up with anything like this and knowing that uh, a young autistic person dealing with mental health challenges uh, will be a lot better off having something like this. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, what are some of the main conclusions or key takeaways of the guide? Some main conclusions or key takeaways. Um... Do you mean like the most important parts of the guide? Yeah, like the the main like the main thing that you would want people to take away from the guide. 
Um, I mean, there, there's a few things, you know, that um, I, I want people to kind of take away from the guide. One, that autism is not a mental health problem. Um, that um, that we as autistic people have a vast amount of knowledge to share to help improve the lives of other autistic people. Um, I really think that it's important that people understand how important context is um, in that you know everyone's experiences are unique and shaped by their own unique lived experiences um and and you know we have this saying in among uh the the quote-unquote autism community which is if you've met one person with autism you've met one person with autism um and, and i think that that does hold quite true um but it's also important uh, for people to understand that that doesn't mean that autistic people don't understand each other. And, and we are able to uh, put ourselves into other autistic people's shoes. And that's exactly how a guide like this uh, was able to be made. Um, it's really important that people um, are able to practice uh, the self-care and community care resources uh that we review in the guide um to help improve mental health um and and also to understand that mental health is not scary you know it can be challenging but it doesn't have to be scary and and as long as we maintain respect and understanding for one another we can not only help others but ourselves um and i think uh, a lot of people who read this who are not autistic may find a lot of the resources we use to be very helpful for themselves in their own personal lives i i find it interesting when you say things um like how autistic people understand each other uh non-autistic people understand each other um and and they often say you know that we, I'm autistic as well, um, that we understand, uh, that we don't understand them, but then they also don't understand us. So it's a, it's a little, there's a little bit of hypocrisy going on there sometimes. Yeah, and oftentimes, you know, we are expected to meet them full way um, without them ever meeting us halfway. Exactly. Um, you know, in the form of masking they never are forced to mask for us. It's always us for them. Um, exactly. and so that is the double empathy problem in a nutshell. Exactly, exactly. And uh, Courtney, um, what, what are, do you have anything to add to that about the, the main takeaways from the guide? Well, Alex did touch on that self-care and community resources are important to autistic mental health, which both absolutely are. Two other conclusions that I hope are key takeaways for people from the guide are, and I think Alex has also touched on these, is 
The importance in knowing how acceptance of autism in society can ultimately lead to better support for and also understanding of autistic people. So increased acceptance, that's what I think one of the goals and key takeaways of the guide is to hopefully sow the seeds for increased acceptance of autism. And Alex also touched on this too. There are there are many different ways that both an individual social context that they're in, as well as their individual experiences, all can collectively impact the, intel, the mental health of an autistic person. How, how do you hope people will use this book? What are your goals in developing it? Courtney, would you like to go first? I hope that people from a variety, no matter what their background is, are able to expand on whatever knowledge base they do have about autism and mental health. I hope this guide is able to expand on that for them. And as I've said earlier, I hope that this contributes to an increase, a collective increase on, on accept and a collective increase in the acceptance of autism in society. I also hope that there's an increase in also knowledge and empathy on how autism and mental health interacts together. As I mentioned earlier, that's that's what I'm hoping for. I, I could certainly say that as an advisor offering feedback on the various sections of the guide, there were several aspects of mental health that I hadn't previously considered. And it also got me thinking about how I've been applying, how, how I've been applying them in my own life, or are there any other strategies that I could do in order to further improve what I do for my own mental health? Just an overall increase in accepting autism and an increase in knowledge about how autism and mental health interact together. And also, also an increase in knowing what strategies, both at a community level and also individually that you can do for yourself, for your own mental health, whether, whether it is dealing, well, hopefully dealing with the daily stressors of life before it becomes, before it gets to a crisis point. But if it does, it, that it'll also provide strategies for how to help you through those big crisis points. What crisis points are you talking about, if you don't mind me asking? Well, at certain times in somebody's life, the daily stressors of life, or maybe a terrible experience that they have had can still be felt by them at various times. And that can mean that it can go to the extreme of what can happen when it comes to mental health challenges, such as meltdowns or breakdowns. It gives you tips on what to do if it ever comes to that for an individual. That's what I mean. Does that help? Yes. And what about you, Alex? Do you want to just remind me of what the question was? Because I was so enthralled by Courtney's answer that it, it, I completely forgot what the original question was. We all do. She's a very inspirational person. So Ah, thank you. How do you how do you hope people will use this book and what are your goals in developing it? My goals in developing it. Um 
Well, my goal is definitely to increase understanding and reduce suffering. Uh, you know, seventy uh, percent of autistic people suffer from some kind of mental illness, um, and um, and that and that having autism and uh, mental mental illness is not a death sentence, um, and and that there are a lot of resources out there that can help um i want people to understand the complexity of autistic life um and that it's not as cut as dry as we would like it to be um especially when you throw mental health into the mix you know and and i want people also to understand that mental health is a very broad topic you know we obviously weren't able to cover every single aspect of mental health in this guide but we did our best and i hope that people can see that this is really just a small part of of a of a, of a larger narrative um when it comes to what mental health means and what it means to be autistic, what it means to be autistic and to live with mental health challenges at the same time, um, and how to lead a healthy life uh, with all of those factors together. Um, so I, I'm really hoping that people will will learn through this guide how to find more resources for themselves and for their loved ones and clients um and i hope that uh they, they will understand also that this kind of work requires above all humility in that your client or, or your child whoever it is the one with the lived experience is the expert on their own lived experience. And we have to treat them as the experts if we want the best outcomes. And we have to treat other people who have had similar experiences as experts as well. Um, and, and I'm hoping that through this guide, uh, some of that expertise will be shared. Um, and if I, can, if I can just go back real quick, um, you're talking about the importance of uh, you know having autistic people involved in developing this project and you know what it means to you what it means to everybody uh else and what hopefully it will mean to you know the people who can read it uh so it sounds like there were a lot of voices involved in developing this um this guide with over 20 self-advocates and with all the people who are uh, who are supporters as well like you said dr weiss and Dr. Lunsky, et cetera. Uh, how did you manage meetings and make sure that everybody had uh, had their voices heard? Um, during meetings, uh, we, well, with 20 participants, it was a little hard. Um, so we actually, at some point uh, early in the process, we split into groups. Uh, we had one group uh, meeting uh organized by uh location so we had people from uh the west of canada um have their own meeting and then people from the east coast uh have their own meeting 
Um, and so that was how we split it up. And then, and then also it was, um, it was just the autistic people meeting with each other. We didn't really have a chance to meet with other advisors, uh, on the project. There was a whole other team of, uh, parents who worked on, uh, the project as well. Um, so it was, it was just the autistic group, uh, meeting with each other, um, Early on, we, we we did try to have all of us together in one meeting, and that quickly turned uh, out to not be uh, sustainable. Uh, Courtney, if you want to add anything about that. Oh, sure, Alex. I think you summarized it very well. What was also, as well as having the two different separate Zoom meetings, one that was aimed more for the West Coast time zones versus meeting sessions for the east coast time zones even if even if somebody for example couldn't meet the, one of the west coast times they could easily join in the other alternate meeting session that was being offered at this particular eastern standard time and absolute worst case scenario if you if there was an advisor who couldn't attend any of the meeting sessions that were provided. Paula, who was the project, who's the project coordinator, would always send us the PowerPoint that was given during the meeting and also gave an overview of what was mentioned in the chat, both in the email she sent us and also in the recordings that she did during the sessions. So there were all these methods that were done where even if you couldn't attend the meetings, worst case scenario, you'd be kept completely up to date as to what was mentioned during the meetings and what was coming up next for the project. Paula really kept the project together. Uh, if it wasn't for her, I don't think a lot of this would have happened. Um, so truly uh, just shout out to Paula for, for keeping us all on task and for making sure that all of us had everything that we needed throughout. Thanks for sharing this all with us. Uh folks. Um, I'm curious, uh, just to wrap up, uh, if you only had 30 seconds to explain one main thing about the guide, what would you say? What, what's your elevator pitch? So my elevator pitch is the AmHelp guide is an incredible resource containing information about autism and mental health that is immediately and readily applicable for autistic persons, their family members, and also professionals. And what about you, Alex? I mean, I would say Courtney covered it. Um, I don't really have much to add to that. All right. Well, uh, thanks so much, uh, everyone, for for joining us today. So thank you for joining us. I am Victor with my co-host, Daniel. Thank you for listening to IDD Get to Know Me. We'll see you next week. This podcast is brought to you by the Azrieli Adult Neurodevelopmental Center at the Center for Addiction and Mental Health in Toronto, Canada. We would like to thank our producers, Katie Cardiff and Irfan Jiwa, for helping to keep us organized and for all the behind-the-scenes work that they do.